Hey folks, and welcome to another GSG Livecast. If you've joined us on uh, most Wednesdays at 2 o'clock Central, you may have seen me uh, wave my arms around on camera and talk uh, about uh, maybe motion graphics, uh, so, uh, design, how to kind of get a job doing stuff you like to do, and a maybe a little bit about iPhone apps, which I also make a couple of those. Um, this may or may not, depending on how this turns out, be the first in a series of podcasts um, where we're going to sit and talk about this kind of stuff. Um, so if you're uh, joining us, thank you for joining us uh, for the first episode. Um, and if you've been with us for the live cast days for the last uh, few years now, a couple years, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for showing up and, and hanging out. So um, a real quick intro to Grayscale Gorilla and what the heck I think the site is and also uh, where I think the site's going and, and what, what we're kind of going to talk about. I hate big intros, but we're going to try to clarify a few things, I guess. Um, if you've uh, been on Grayscale Gorilla, you may have seen uh, a few things, uh, some of what I've already mentioned, which is uh, some Cinema 4D tutorials and After Effects tutorials, which are uh, motion design programs to help you animate and make 3D stuff and make TV commercials and do all that fun stuff. Uh, which um, which I love to do. Uh, you've also may have seen uh, some of my presentations. I uh, go around and talk to some schools and uh, kind of talk to students and um, uh, even AIGA programs uh, to existing designers and kind of talk about some of the harder stuff in this industry um, as far as you know, getting paid and, and making money doing the stuff you like, whether it's um, designing stuff, making websites, making iPhone apps, or animating TV commercials, or, or, or movie title sequences, or just having fun with this stuff. How do you not only have fun with it, but also uh, try to make a career out of this, um, which uh, I've always thought was fun to talk about, and also, you know, fun to talk to students about, because um, this this stuff is fun. Making stuff for me is is a big part of my life, and I like uh, talking to other people on how to make stuff. Um, so that actually brings me to this show, this kind of first podcast, which um, is totally unorganized. Uh, you'll hear a lot of ums and ahs and me trying to scratch my head and figure out what I'm about to say next. But this is kind of how I learn is by uh, just doing it and trying not to do too much research. You know, I got caught up on maybe what microphone to use and what program to use. And uh, eventually I ended up with, let's just open up GarageBand and um, and get plug in a microphone and see what happens. So you're part of the experiment as well. I'd like to thank you guys for stopping by. Um, let's start with just a little bit of news. Um, I'm not sure how uh, topical we can we can keep it here, but um, let's let's give it a shot. Today was the official launch day of Shake It Photo 2.0, which um, Shake It Photo is the first iPhone app that I made. Um, came out a few years ago. And uh, what it does is it turns your photos, any photos you take or have in your library, into Polaroids, uh, Polaroid photos. Uh, and this version that came out today, it's official. Uh, we have um, licensed the full Polaroid border from Polaroid and now are able to, uh, to make your photos look like those classic classic 600 film style Polaroid photos that everyone's really, really familiar with. So um, uh, we're really excited about that. That came out today. We have a whole new website at shakeitphoto.com where we show you uh, kind of what it looks like and a brand new design. Um, really, really excited about that. And um, uh, check out the uh, – we have a blog post today as well about it on Grayscale Gorilla. So uh, if you have an iPhone and you want your photos to look like Polaroids <laughs> – <laughs> Check it out. Uh, I've been uh, secretly playing with it for the last couple months now and kind of bummed I wasn't able to share them with anybody until we got close to launch date. We had a lot of stuff to figure out. So uh, really, 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 really pumped for that. Um, check that out. Now, there, what else What else do we got? What else do we got? News-wise, um, we have uh, this podcast, which, uh, which is a kind of a work in progress, as you guys have already figured out with uh, the way I'm blabbing on about stuff. And, uh, and what else? Um, I don't know. More tutorials, uh, more um, guest tutorials. Uh, and, and as far as 
grayscale gorilla and what it means to me, which is uh, kind of how, to, how, we, how we started this conversation and somehow we ended up talking about Shake It Photo. Um, what I really want to um, talk about is how I want to focus grayscale gorilla into um, uh, into more of a site about everything and not just Cinema 4D. So uh, with that said, there still will be all the Cinema 4D tutorials. There will be motion graphics stuff. There'll be After Effects stuff. There'll be the speaking stuff. There'll be everything that you've already seen in Grayscale Gorilla, but more. Um, if you know anything about some of my other sites, you may have seen um, uh, nickvegas.tv or makecoolshit.com. Uh, which now, oh, now that I'm podcasting, can I say make cool shit? I don't even know. Uh, I may have to bleep that out. Uh, so um, if you're familiar with those sites, what you'll probably find is a lot of that style content, the, the, the stuff about um, maybe a little bit about business stuff and a little bit about productivity and a little bit about um, how to make uh, iPhone apps and a little bit how, of how to stay on task and make make cool stuff and show the world um, what you can do, it's going to start to sneak its way over to um, Grayscale Gorilla. Uh, and and the reason behind that is to just try to keep it more focused. And I feel like I'm already talking a little bit too inside baseball. Um, I, I'm much more comfortable talking about uh, what other people are asking me in questions. So let's stop talking about me for a moment. And look into the chat room here where you can join us. Uh, depending on the schedule, we may swap the schedule around as we move forward. But for now, it's Wednesdays at 2 o'clock Central. And uh, uh, you can come into the live show, uh, which we have right now. We have, uh, wow, 250 people in the chat room here watching me uh, talk into a microphone. Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, you can come and ask questions. And um, we'll and I, the the questions will be kind of incorporated into the show, uh, and into the podcast, and into all this stuff. So um, let's go ahead and try that. Um, let's move uh, let's move into the chat room and see what the heck's going on. Uh, oh, we got uh, Hoopajube here. He's going to have design chat tonight. Good to see you, buddy. And uh, that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> So we have uh, the, the usual suspects in the chat room here. We got Dano and, and Skeetalese here. Good to see you. Jason's here. Um, and uh, Wales, Wales for Life's rocking. Good to see you guys. Um, so shake it photo update to add the bottom of the photo. Yeah. Uh, so me clap. Um, Miklap's asking more about this Shake It Photo update. Um, right now, there's uh, kind of two things that the update does. One is update the uh, border. So you have the option of choosing either what we call the Shake It Photo classic border, which is the original square uh, style border, or the new Polaroid border, which is actually um, the official Polaroid border with the bottom. You, you've, you've seen the, the Polaroids with kind of the heavy bottom area on them. Or the thicker bottom area, and that's from their 600 style film that you can't even buy anymore. Um, but uh, we have licensed it so that we can use that film and the processing from that film in our application. So what you'll also see is when you select the Polaroid border in Shake It Photo, you're going to get a more realistic uh, Polaroid uh, based on the processing as well. The processing is just a little bit separate. So. Um, De yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, yeah, Yimbo8 is also talking about cross-process, which is my other application. Um, and, uh, yep, yep. Let's see what else we got here. Dano. Dano says that he saw me tweeting Dan Benjamin. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, uh, and he's asking about if I, if I talk to him about podcast ideas. Actually, what I asked him was uh, if he discontinued doing uh, video on his podcast for any good reason. Because what he started to set up were these, uh, you know, HD cameras and he, switching between guests and having them Skype in and talk to them. And I was wondering if maybe there was a, a decision that he made to just maybe focus more on audio, which is kind of what, what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm, I'm not sure... 
and, and this is kind of what I was asking him is I'm not sure of of the um, uh, importance or, or what what we're really gaining by watching each other talk, just talk. And maybe there is something there um, as far as seeing facial expressions, being able to do this, which I do a lot, you know, gesticulate uh, and, and kind of move my arms around and talk about stuff. Uh, there is some value in there, but I'm wondering in, a, in, in, in real terms if it's really that valuable to, uh, as far as, or I guess, worth it. Is it worth it to get the cameras, to get the lights, and for me to stare into this camera? Or is it better to uh, kind of talk um, just audio and record audio? And I guess um, I uh, wanted his opinion. And he basically said that he uh, he's moving away from video just for the time right now because he's in transition into a new uh, studio. So maybe he um, the cameras are packed up. It's a lot easier, a lot simpler to just do audio for now. So um, you know we've got a lot of people in the chat room saying audio's good, video's good. It's a lot of back and forth. Um, but what I think what I think I may try is if it if it is a more visual thing, maybe we could record the video. If it's gonna be just talking, maybe just the audio. Um, and I'll I'll tell you the other kind of separate part, which is whenever I'm trying to, a new project, which is this podcast deal, I've always wanted to try it from the most simplest uh, aspect possible. So instead of diving into this whole podcast thing and worry about lighting and cameras and getting multiple cameras and getting the streaming working into Skype doing video, worrying about bandwidth problems. Uh, where am I going to host it? Am I going to upload it? Is it going to go on Amazon S3? Is it going to go on YouTube? Is it going to go on Vimeo? Where are these videos going to exist? Can everybody download them? Maybe what uh, is going, what's, what actually is, not maybe, what actually is going on in my head is let's uh, concentrate on just getting really good audio together and then uh, move from there. So um, that's kind of my thinking on it, and uh, so we'll see. We'll kind of see what happens, huh? So uh, Moritz says that I should divide my channels. That productivity stuff, motivational crap, and and all that talky talky thinky stuff could all be on audio, and then the rest could be on video. So of course, tutorials, screencasts, anything that has to do where I need to switch and show you my screen or physically show you, you know, how to take a photo or whatever, of course video makes sense. Um, so I think you'll find a, a good mixture. And that also comes with this new idea for the website that it's Grayscale Gorilla will be less about just all the Cinema 4D and animation stuff I do and more about kind of everything I do. Um, you know, all the iPhone apps and, and stuff and, uh, and this podcast thing, if this works out. And uh, and uh, talking about stuff and, and and also tutorials, so it's going to be a little bit of of everything. Um, let's see what we got here. Drew Woods asks a question, and uh, the question is: Just saw it. Oh, it's moving fast here. He uh, was asking if I met Sam. From Video Copilot, there it is. Did did I meet Sam from Video Copilot at the NAB show? What do I think? Well, Drew, uh, I did meet Sam. Andrew was there as well, and I was talking to Andrew. Um, uh, but of course, Andrew gets pulled away every five minutes to talk to somebody else. Really like that guy. Um, he's got some cool stuff coming as well. Uh, he was showing me. But Sam, holy crap, Sam's such a cool guy. Ended up talking with Sam for a lot of the night and a lot of the next day. He stopped by the Maxon booth. He's a really, really funny guy, uh, really um, smart guy, and and just cool guy to hang out with. Um, and way more talkative than I thought he'd be, way more talkative. Uh, but we ended up uh, kind of talking and hanging out, and um, really, really good guy. Um, so if you see him, give him a hug for me. Give Sam a hug for me. Um, and uh, if, if they happen to watch this or listen to this too, uh, I'd hope to uh, uh, meet you guys again and talk to you. Next time I'm in L.A., I'll come, uh, I'll come uh, hang out. Beer on me. Beer on me. Uh, so it looks like my chat here is kind of moving around. There we go. Ivan is asking about some new tutorials. Uh, I know that um, I, I just put out a, 
uh, kind of a quick tutorial. I think it was Monday about uh, MoGraph and about some stuff that I had a conversation with Tim Clapham about, uh, who I also met at um, at uh, how can I forget Tim? Jeez, um, who I also met at uh, NAB. Who, um, if I could just say now, is another one of my heroes. He was the first guy that originally showed me that you could use Cinema 4D and, and really 3D in general, that you could use these tools for design and for, for motion graphics stuff and not just to make, uh, make um, spaceships and alien walk cycles and crap like that that I had no interest in that everybody else seemed to use to teach um, 3D with. Um, Tim was the first guy to say, look, you could throw particles around and it's fun. Uh, look, you can make a logo animation and it's awesome. So uh, Tim, to meet Tim finally, because he's from the UK, not easy to, not easy to meet up with. What a, what a, what a great guy as well. Um, uh, real just interesting guy. Another guy I just never would have uh, uh, guessed on, on kind of uh, his personality by, by – just watching his tutorials, you know. Um, really had a fun time with Tim uh, and, and the whole the whole Maxon crew, actually. It was really fun. You know, it's tough because there's so much stuff that goes on at all these shows, and sometimes all I want to do is sit in the corner with all these, uh, with all the Maxon nerds and just talk about this stuff. And um, uh, it's, it's a good problem to have <laughs> with so many cool people around. Really, really fun. And if you can actually sneak off to NAB or Seagraph or one of these shows, I really, really highly, highly recommend it. Um, Macadaisical is trying to do the Q thing. So what you could do is do a capital Q and then a colon Macadaisical. Yep. And, and then you can ask a question right here in the chat room. Um, forgetting Tim makes me realize I'm probably forgetting half the whole crew, so now I feel really bad. Um, Danosaur, uh, classic Grayscale Gorilla Live um, uh, kind of uh, frequenter. He's asking, did you also think of doing a weekly talk uh, to the same person, like back to work? Uh, who would that be if you would choose? Dano, I have thought about that. So um, uh, if you have, first of all, if you haven't checked out back to work, um, I highly, highly recommend that, that podcast. Uh, it's it's actually back to work and the whole five by five podcast uh, kind of brand I guess you could call it that got me thinking again about um, about podcasting and about sh- kind of sharing knowledge in general and how how much fun I have doing it uh, you know I do a lot of thinking about what I really like to do all day and one of the things I like to do all day is is try stuff and then also kind of share what I found so. Um, I do a lot of trying stuff, as you can see this thing right here, you know, talking on a podcast. I'm, I'm new to this. And I'm trying to figure it out. But you'll, what I also really like doing is eventually figuring out how to do this and then kind of talking to other people and showing how easy it is to do. So um, when I look at what 5 by 5 and what his podcasts do – um, I really, really like that he does that. Now, he does that, but more on a programming level. His podcasts are more focused on programmers, web designers, um, which I know of a few, <laughs> uh, but not as many as I do uh, motion graphics designers and print designers, traditional designers. Um, so my, you know, I like that what he's doing is talking to all these smart people that don't usually have a voice, and he interviews them, and he talks to them about what they do. Uh, I'm definitely, definitely interested to get back to your question, Dano, um, is I would love to, I would love to do that eventually. And I have some people in mind, people like, uh, uh, James White, uh, who's up next, who's at, uh, whose live show is on right after me. Um, and, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, smart people around town that may be interested in talking uh, on a weekly basis or a semi-weekly basis and kind of do, uh, do an interview-style show with them, uh, I, I have really thought a lot about that. But I do want to make sure I take it one step at a time, make sure I know how all this stuff works, uh, make sure I understand how the podcast stuff works, how it sounds, you know, get the microphones crap worked out and the upload crap worked out. And then 
maybe invite my friends uh, so I don't look like a total idiot. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely on my list of things to do. And to wrap it up, you know, it's one of those things that I really like to do in general is is not only talk about, uh, you know, do stuff, but also kind of talk about it. So this podcasting thing may just turn out to be right in my wheelhouse. But we'll see. The only way we'll see is by doing this, <laughs> and then I'll go back and re-listen to it and go, why did I say wheelhouse? Um, so, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, and back to work just to follow up with the Dan Benjamin thing, which he's been c- coming up a lot in this uh, episode, which is fitting for my very first uh, podcast episode since I would say that between uh, Dan Benjamin and Leo Laporte, um, uh, the, the, they pretty much uh, put the blueprint out on how to uh, do this stuff. And not just, yeah, have a side project and do this stuff, but actually do it for a living, which is always different than a hobby. I think that hobbies are fun, but what really makes it, what really makes hobbies and things that you like doing, if you consider hobbies things that you like doing, what really makes them interesting to me are how people can actually go get paid for it and how people can actually go uh, make money doing the stuff they like. So it's not just that you like golf. It's that you like golf so much that you are a pro uh, at a course or that you run the golf course. Uh, It's not so much knowing how to play piano. It's knowing enough to um, have a gig at the green mill um, every week. So those are the things that really interest me. Uh, in podcasting because there's a million podcasts, but it's the ones that actually go for it and make it a a network and actually um, uh, try to make a business out of it that's even more interesting because now there's two sides of it. And I'm rambling as always. Get used to that. There's two sides of it. It's not just the interest of doing it for the pure sake of doing it. It's that there's there's almost a score being kept. uh, And that's really interesting to me. It's not just that I go home and play guitar. It's that there's a if you're if you're making a, 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 a living out of being a musician, there's kind of a a um, a score being kept in a way. And music's maybe a bad I, bad way to think about it, but think about photography or web design or even motion graphics. If you're just playing with it, there's a big big difference between just playing around with Cinema 4D to actually uh, getting paid to make stuff. So um, that is um, that's where I that's where I come at things. That's that's the way my brain thinks about things. So uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, I'm still figuring it out. Uh, that topic died off. You know this uh, this podcasting thing is a lot harder when you're not prepared. I think one of the things is is maybe a theme. I've always tried themes. Um, and saying today we're going to talk about this. I also think guests having another person on the microphone helps um, because they kind of uh, bring the focus back to what the heck you're supposed to be talking about. Um, But you guys help as well. There's uh, all these people in the chat room. If you guys have a question, uh, please throw it out there, and uh, we'll try to to turn it into a a thing. It's also with audio-only... And with no guests, it's not easy to drink water unless I learn a little ventriloquism, which we'll try right now. Didn't work. Did not work. Um, All right, let's see what we got here. It looks like our uh, little scroll window isn't scrolling. Let's see if we have some questions. Uh, What's all this 420 talk? Man, you guys need to get a job. Uh... Let's see here. Um, Man, it is really moving. I can't see the questions. Um, Sorry, folks. We're just kind of scrolling down through here. Drink water. (laughs) Yeah, I'll play. I'll play an ad while I drink water. That's a that's a better idea. Uh, All right. Drew. Drew says that. 
that you have a guy at your TV station who saw me at NAB and who wants to buy Cinema 40. Should you take the plunge? And I would say, Drew, yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Go at least get the demo and play for 30 days. Um, talk to uh, Maxon. Go ahead and call him up and say, hey, we saw Nick's demo. We would love to play with Cinema 4D. And uh, they'll tell you all about the pricing and all that fun stuff. And there's different levels uh, to get into. Um, and I would, if you're doing fast production style design based 3D stuff, Cinema's made for that, made for that s- stuff. Um, especially in small teams. If you're working in small teams, I mean, cinema, cinema's your jam. So, yeah, please. Uh, let me know if you have any questions as well. Um, uh, here comes the singing, folks. Here comes the singing. Uh, in being able, Moritz says, in being able to do so many things by, play, by playing and learning, how do you decide? Um, I think uh, I think I get that question, and I think uh, I think basically what the question really is is if you're interested in a lot of stuff, how do you decide what to do and play and practice next? Um, and I would say that it's usually pretty clear. I would say that in your head, you're excited to work on something. In fact, if you've ever stayed up late or kind of begrudgingly went to bed because it uh, it was time to go to bed, not necessarily you wanted to, you were probably laying there thinking about that thing you were going to do the next day that you were really excited about. And whatever that is should be your next move. Whatever that thing is that you're most thinking about and most passionate about, that should totally be your next move. Because you only want to base it on what you're into and not what you think other people will like or what you think will sell or what you think the market will, blah, blah, blah. If you sit and think about what you really like to do and then wake up and do that, I think uh, most of the time you will be successful. Uh, The only catch is that you have to keep doing it. So one thing to keep in mind is that you can flitter around and try out 10 different things, and that's fine. But once you're into something and once, you're, once you like doing it, it's really – you have to put yourself on a schedule to always do it. So you really want to be finicky at the beginning and try out 100 different things. But then once you select a thing that you're into, you have to put yourself on a schedule because what happens is there comes a day where something else is going to come along and try to pull your attention away from it. But if you don't have those, um, if you don't have the schedule in progress, then you're going to be pulled away too easily, and you're not going to allow any of these ideas to kind of set in. So I would say it's you know eight parts out of ten doing what you like doing, but those last two parts that really make it happen are setting up a schedule and hitting deadlines about that thing that you like doing. So as an example, that this podcast idea, this might or might might not work, right? So I've been doing a live show for a couple of years. I figure let's make it more official. Let's do a lot. Let's do more of a podcast thing. I'm going to try it out here. I turn on the microphones. I'm, I'm yelling into a mic and we're going to see how this goes. But I've already convinced myself that I'm going to do it for, you know, maybe a month or two. And then at the end of the month or two, if I really hate it or it's really you know, just not fun or it's not going anywhere or it was a bad move, I could decide then. Um, but I've already put the energy up front into thinking about how much fun this would be. And I've already went to bed thinking that I should start some podcasts and see what happens. And so now I'm down that path. Uh, but what I'm not going to do is just try it once and leave. So hopefully there's kind of a distinction between Really, 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 really thinking hard about what you want to do. But then once you're doing it, you have to do it. And uh, I bring up Seth Godin a lot, but he has this idea that, uh, you know, what derails a lot of projects is like this churn, or he has another word for it, is is at the end of a project, people just all kind of chime in and start to throw all their hands in it. But what really the best thing you can do uh, as a project is to put all that upfront thought in the beginning Put all the if I you know should it be red or should it be blue should it be uh, loud or should it be soft should I have a weekly podcast or a daily podcast all those 
all those things you thrash. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you, by the way. Chris from the chat room says thrash is the, uh, is the term. And what he says is you thrash at the beginning. Uh, and, and I'm uh, very, very typically, as always, taking this simple question and turning it into not only a Seth Godin remark, but also a very long rambling question. Um, but what, he's, what, what the idea is is that you get all the, all the energy should be up front in the planning and setting it up phase, which is, which is kind of your going to bed thinking about it phase. But then when it actually comes to doing it, then you just do it. And that's kind of the, the idea of setting up a schedule or, um, or, or some sort of uh, deadline for your project. So, man, that was a really scattered answer. Uh, but I think there's something in there, which is do what you like doing. <laughs> the, the easy question, the easy answer, do what you like doing the most because it's doing it more and more that'll make you better. Which, by the way, uh, I saw a link today to this guy that read in uh, that guy, uh, you know, that author guy with the big hair, um, Malcolm Gladwell, read in his book about the 10,000 hour idea, which is if you ever want to master anything and be really good at what you do, all it takes is 10,000 hour, uh, 10, hours of deliberate practice. Not just doing it or trying it, but deliberate, deliberate practice of 10,000 hours. And, and that's how you become kind of a master at what you do. Um, he cites a lot of examples, including the Beatles and uh, uh, Bill Gates and I think Tiger Woods and all this stuff. Um, you know, classic examples of people working their ass off to get where they are and not just being born and knowing what the hell you're doing. So um, the, to get back uh, to this website, I think it's called Jim's Plan or something like that. And it's uh, this guy that decided that what he's going to do is quit his job and for 10 years practice to be uh, a professional golfer every day and go to that 10,000 hours and kind of see what happens. And I love that idea because he's documenting the whole process and uh, he's actually starting from scratch. I mean, he had to figure out if he was left-handed or right-handed golfer. Um, and now he's getting lessons from, you know, pro golfers, teaching them how to golf. Um, uh, and, and the way that they're doing it, just as a side note, is really, really interesting. What they're doing is they're teaching them how to be a professional golfer from the inside out. So what they say is you have to learn how to putt from one foot away and then uh, as, as, as good as a professional would. And as soon as you could putt from one foot away, we're going to move you to two feet. And as soon as you're good, as good at, as a professional golfer at two feet, we're going to move you to five feet and then 10 feet and then 20 feet. So, and they're doing it club by club, which is so interesting. They're like, you cannot have a pitching wedge until you master the putter. And it's so how golf works too, right? You're, you, you, the most um, strokes that you have are with the putter. And then you kind of go down from there. And so, and he's logging all these hours and he's showing like what he's learned. And he's, he's like, now, now he can like chip and putt and th from like 50 feet away or a hundred feet away or wherever he is right now. And he can, he can like pretty much shoot par, uh, or like four above from a hundred feet away from any hole, uh, which is great. And he's learning from the inside out. And I guess, um, what, why I think this is interesting is it, is it, it touches, it touches both my, um, little like funny bones, which is this guy just figured out what he wanted to do and he, and he started doing it. And the other thing is, is that he's documenting the whole thing, right? So let's, let's, let's call it three funny bones. And the third thing is, is he's showing you, like those are the same thing. So showing you and documenting it is kind of the same thing, but he's doing what he likes doing. But then in the process, he's actually showing the process of doing it as well. So it's not just that he's doing it, it's that he's showing everybody how it works. And I love those that that is a one-two punch right there, folks. Of interesting shit. Uh, I will find a link. Jay uh, Jay mentioned that I need to put up a link. And in fact, I better uh, I better make some notes here, which is uh, I, I mentioned uh, James over at Signal Noise. I've mentioned Five by Five about a hundred times. I've mentioned all the Maxon crew and uh, uh, Monkey. Uh, and uh, oh, I think I forgot about Monkey too. Oh, God, there's so many. No, Monkey was first. Monkey was first. So I'm going to uh, – and then I'm going to talk about this uh, plan golf thing. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a little official. And put up put up some uh, show notes for you guys at the end. Uh, thank you, Jay, for reminding me, and um, uh, I will try to get out some uh, some some kind of episode notes. Let's make this official, shall we? Um, so let's see if we have any more questions. Uh, Eric's here. Good to see you, Eric. All right. Um, um, Wales for Life has a question. Have you ever questioned the line of work you have gone into? Do you ever think maybe I could have been this or that? Um, that's a, such a great question, Wales. Thank you. Um, and I think the answer is that I have thought about a, lo- a lot about that. And what I've kind of come to as a conclusion is that I think one of the only reasons I'm I got a job and was a motion graphics designer was that I I came of age and and had to actually get the official job at the at the exact time when that was the number one thing on my mind uh if that makes sense so in other words um 10 years earlier uh in my life if you were to ask me, I would have wanted to be a uh, – uh, or about seven years earlier in my life, if you were to ask me what my job was going to be, it would have been a recording engineer or a, or a recording producer. I wanted to record bands. And if you were to ask me uh, th- uh, five years before that, it would have been uh, a magician, be a magician. Uh, I was learning magic and selling magic tricks and um, um, – doing a, just a little bit of clown work, a little bit of clown work. You will not find video, but you can look. Um, so, you know, if I were to come of age at, you know, come of age into working years at that age, then I would have pursued that path, right? And the way that I think my mind works is that every five to six years, uh, I'm going to be into something totally different than I was five to six years ago. So even if you look at my motion graphics kind of career, if you want to call it that, you know, I got into it because I thought After Effects was the coolest thing ever. Uh, and what I realized was I really got what really what really made After Effects fun was all the 3D stuff I could, I could do. And as soon as 3D software was easy enough to use um, and accessible enough to uh, kind of a designer uh, style brain like me, I, I jumped into Cinema 4D and kind of almost put – after Effects aside, I mean, if you look at the website, you're going to see a crap ton of Cinema 4D tutorials and stuff, and that's not, uh, uh, you know, planned. That's because that's where I spend most of my time. Um, so I think that, you know, now I'm going to look into podcasting and doing a little bit more of sharing knowledge and, and playing with stuff and, sh- and, and talking about it more. Uh, I think there's another phase of um, maybe my life or my career too that I'm, I'm maybe getting into. So the way I like to think about that that question that you asked about would I be doing something else or am I kicking myself for not doing something else, I think that um, I'm in the process of that. I'm actually doing that. Uh, what I did was leave leave my really, really good job as a motion designer at at my favorite studio. And not because I didn't like the job, it's because I found myself uh, moving into other things. And the only way to try other things was to actually go try them and not be at a, a full-time job all day um, thinking about other stuff, right? Thinking about this iPhone app that I can make. But instead what I did was leave and pursue it. Um, so do I, you know, I, I guess, again, I've answered in two two different parts. But the first part would be do I kick myself for not being something else? Uh, if I were to do one, if I were to wake up tomorrow and be one thing, it would be like a professional jazz musician or the drummer of Rage Against the Machine. I think either one of those things would have been awesome. So, um, but I also know that, and I'm, and I'm being more and more comfortable about the idea that you don't have to do one thing. You don't have to be one person. You don't have to be the Cinema 4D guy. Um, unless you want to. 
and especially with today's tools and today's, um, I don't know, uh, technology in general, you can do pretty much whatever you want as far as picking up a camera and giving it a shot or picking up a video camera and making a damn movie. Um, that's really, really what I'm interested in. And and as a side note and as a kind of a, a side thing, um, while I was at NAB, I kind of practiced and started this little podcast idea by recording some interviews with some um, – with some uh, smart smart people I know. And I pulled them in a corner and asked them if I could ask them some, some questions. And really what the topic always ended up, uh, we, uh, what we always ended up talking about was kind of how you get into this and how, what your path was to get to your job. And the thing you'll, the thing you'll notice when I put these things out is that there's no one path. There's no one right way. And everyone had a different idea of what they were going to do, and they all ended up uh, in different, totally different places than they started. So, as always, what's the answer? I don't know, but I got to stop ending all of my rants at basically making fun of how I don't answer any questions. So what I really need to do is just rant and rant and rant and then end it pretending, totally pretending, that I actually had a, uh, a point. Maybe that's my new. Uh, maybe that's my new end. Uh, Pariah Rob's here. Good to see you, buddy. So good to see you. Uh, let's check the stats. We got ten minutes, folks. And for those of you worried about my computer, I have twenty minutes of battery life left. I think we're. I think we're gonna pull it off. I'm really excited about this. Uh, all right. Let's see if we have any more questions. See who's hanging out. Uh, Mro says I should have been a lumberjack. I like that. I like that. Nice and strong. Um, all right. Good, good. Dave, Dave was a magician. Good to know. Until you <laughs> I think everyone was a magician until they were 14. Did everyone have that kind of crappy um, ma magic kit? What was that guy's name? It was like crappy magic kit in a box. It always come with some hat, some crappy hat, and like a, a magic wand and a piece of rope and like uh, some like some of those spongy like balls or rabbits. Like, yeah, you guys had that, right? Fake thumb. That's a classic. That's a classic. Um, all right, we're going. We're getting down to um, some technical questions here. Some some more um, some less thinky questions and real real specific ones. James says, uh, Nick, do you have any experience? Um, have you experienced over fatigue due to long hours of sitting in front of a computer screen and working on a project? Uh, James, yeah, I mean, I think you feel it. I think you feel when you're staring at a computer all day that you have been staring at a computer all day and that you should not do that. Um, I've more read things than I have tried things. I usually feel pretty good about getting up and getting a glass of water, getting another coffee, stretching it out, doing one of these. One of the things I find helps a lot, and and this, uh, this has been um, – my my experience with my office was my last office when I worked from home had a really bright window and I had much, much less fatigue. And my new office, or not this office, but my office at my new apartment, um, it gets way less sun and way less light and, and the windows are kind of far away from my desk and I get a lot more eye strain and stuff when I stare at the monitor. So part, and, and, and then one more move when I started working here at this office I'm now next to a big old window again and I get way way better kind of uh, work time I get I get more hours in without worrying about my eyes hurting uh, and I think it might have something to do with the ambient light around the room I've also heard things like you have to focus on stuff far away so if you sit up against a wall 
and your your um, monitor is like a foot in front of your wall, you, the the distance your eyes can focus are only like four feet. Whereas like I work in a like a far edge, far corner of the office, and I look uh, out onto the whole office, and I can actually see like you know fifty feet or so, or maybe a hundred feet. And, and that's a long, lot longer way to focus. I also have a window next to me where I could see the Sears Tower um, and I can focus, you know, miles away. And that, I've heard, helps with the eye strain is just getting away from kind of crossing your eyes and focusing close and just starting to, f- to focus on um, uh, things further away from you for a minute. So maybe that's why taking a walk helps. That's, you know, it gets your eyes moving and stops the headaches and all that stuff. So uh, while I don't have any great examples, my experience has been move the heck away from your desk if it hurts. Um, You know, don't eat at your desk. I do this all the time. But, you know, do as I say, not as I do. But, you know, not eating at your desk, going and hanging out, getting a cup of coffee, hanging out. Try those things and see if that helps. Um... All right, so it looks like we got about five minutes until James is here. Uh, James has his uh, all, all awesome as always, awesome as always, we'll call it, uh, broadcast, live broadcast, in, uh, and he's moved it. It's usually Thursdays, but he's moving it today. I'm so excited. He's following right after me. All you guys can head over to Signal Noise. Um, I'll get you the official URL, and uh, you guys head on over there and, uh, and watch James. He's way more focused. He's way more focused than I am. Me, I can barely answer a question. That James guy, man, he's got a he's got good questions. He's got good answers. He looks right and he's got a nice uh he's got a nice uh, rock band microphone. It's 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 a it's a good it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You need to head on over. Um Let's see here. Let's see here. I'm looking at the questions here. Talik is asking about off in Barcelona. I will be there. I'm just getting the flight ready today, actually. So anybody that's going to the off festival, I will see you there. I'm really excited. Uh, the chat room is way behind. Sorry, i got to drag this down. This is what happens when you're doing 20 things at once on a dual-core MacBook. Uh, it just doesn't keep up like the 12-core uh, like does, let me tell you. Especially when it doesn't have <laughs> the charger in it, I think it automatically goes to like one core or something. When you have when you don't have the charger in, plus I'm running GarageBand, plus I'm running UStream. Uh, you know, not I'm just I'm proud it's even working at all. Um, do I like to work with two monitors? Is a question. I I don't I don't. Especially now that I do tutorial stuff. I really like to focus on one monitor because it's a, I get in habits of using two monitors. And then when I teach people and train and do the tutorials, I'm, I'm off my game because I don't have those two monitors. So a while back, I got a big monitor and just focused all my energy on, on doing that. And it actually makes me more focused, I think, having one monitor. Um, so we're getting down the, to the end here. We're going to do some lightning round. Uh, which again, lightning round, will it be in every show? I don't know, but we're going to give it a shot. Um, let's see here. Do I have some tips on how to manage your time? I do a lot of, uh, you do a lot of things. He's talking to me. You do a lot of things. I do not have time to update my Vimeo account. Alan, Alan's asking the question. And I'd say, Alan, if you want to update your Vimeo account, make time to update your Vimeo account. I mean, you have to, everyone's got the same amount of hours. And if you want to do something, you have to make time to do it. And what you may have to do is look at some of the other things you do and, and not do them. And some of those other things you like to do, you may like, but you may, you may have to forego other stuff that you do to do the stuff that's on your list. Um, and there's really no other time management secret than that, which is think about what you want to do and make time to do it. Um, and, and if you have too many, too many boxes, if you have too many rocks in your box, then you need to take some rocks out. Um, 
All right, we got uh, we got a few minutes. We got a we got some lightning round thoughts on After Effects 5.5. The new lens blur looks really nice. I'm really excited about that. Crosspath is asking about my GoPro, GoPro camera. I do recommend it. Um, I've been using it for a year now, not just for sports stuff like my ski video, but little little things. I've used it all the time, and for for how inexpensive it is, it's very very highly recommended. Um, uh, Phil's fee is asking if I recorded the last audio. Uh, cast. I did not, but this one is being recorded. Um, uh, clap is asking, any advice on keeping creative under pressure and meeting deadlines? Uh, staying creative. Staying creative on a deadline is uh, kind of how I always work. Uh, deadlines make me creative, and I think that that's true for most people. Uh, sitting in an empty room and creating things is... Um, is the wor- is not the work of most people. The work of most people is, oh crap, I need to get this done and everyone's gonna look at it and it has to be good. And that's what makes me creative, is knowing that people are gonna see it and that the deadline is soon. Um, uh, those things those things invent creativity. Uh, I don't think it's uh, something built into, I don't think it's something built into uh, to your idea. Uh, let's see what the time we got. Oh my gosh, it's time, folks! It is time for uh, Signal Noise broadcast. I'm gonna make sure I get the right URL, James, because everybody sh- needs to stop watching me wave their arm, my arms around, and head on over to see James um, for the for the podcast. I'd like to thank everybody uh, for watching this thing after the fact. I really do appreciate you guys stopping by, and. Uh, um, hope you come back, and I hope this keeps up. I don't know how well it went. If you guys stuck around this long, uh, thank you guys so much. And if you have feedback, more than anything, I would just love to hear your feedback. I need to turn on the URLs here uh, and and pass it on over. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm a couple seconds late here. I just need to, uh, to, to log in. I don't need to actually physically say what I'm doing, do I? Uh, I guess this comes with practice. Uh, uh, Ustream, good. Logging into the Ustream, still saying, still just going ahead and saying what I'm doing like an idiot. But uh, you know what? I'll learn. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be one of those real professional podcast guys real soon. Um, but it's only gonna come with practice. There it is. Signalnoise.com/live. Please head on over. And it's probably URL removed because now. I have to go and allow links, still talking about what I'm doing and not actually trying to wrap up the uh, trying to wrap up the podcast like a professional here. Now we have a, a real URL. I'd like, again, for every one of you that are watching live to stop watching me and go over to watch James on his live show. Uh, always highly recommended, especially if you like um, more focused <laughs> answers than me doing this thing. So again, to everybody doing the podcast, thanks again for listening. Uh, any feedback is welcome. And if you'd like to hear something more specific and less rambly, please uh, send in your topics um, and uh, and we'll talk about them, hopefully eventually. So uh, that's it for me. Thanks again for listening to the first episode. A uh, very rough episode, I will say, thinking right now. I mean, I'm going to listen back on this and I'm going I'm to assume it's as rough <laughs> as I imagine now. Um, but I, I just appreciate you guys listening through. And uh, welcome any, any feedback and comments. So I'll talk to you guys real soon in another episode. Until then, bye, everybody. The waving doesn't work on podcasts.